Thank you for listening to Overcomers Church International Weekly Message. We pray that you are encouraged and strengthened as you hear the Word of God. Praise God. Man, why don't you hug somebody? If you need to punch them, you can do that. Whatever it takes to wake them up. Thank you, Jesus. You know, some people say, do you really need to get all excited like that? Look, I preach by design. I teach because I get excited. I mean, I I teach by design. I preach because I get excited. But you know, that is exactly how you live in faith just like that. What I just did right here is the exact same thing I do in my office. Some preachers only do that in front of people because they're trying to put on a show. The day of show needs to end. The day of being real needs to begin with people. That's how I live my life before the Lord. I'm not saying every second of every day or whatever, but I mean, generally speaking, that's how I live my, that's how you're supposed to live your life. You say, I'm not called to preach. Yes, you are. Everybody's called to preach. Everybody is called to preach the gospel. Maybe not from a pulpit, but you're called to preach it out of your mouth. You're called to preach it to your situation, to your circumstance, to your spouse. You know, sometimes Liz will preach to me. It may not be quite that excited or whatever, but she'll look at me and say, get up. And she'll come and she'll preach to me because I need to hear it. You need to preach and minister and speak to the things around you. But you know where all of that starts? You know where the anointing flows is in the secret place with him. It's when you go and you get before him because half the time we don't know how to pray how we ought to. We don't know what to say. We don't know what to do, but we have to come to a place to where we do it. Amen. You have to do it. This is something that has to turn over in the church. And we've heard the thing of, you know, well, we're not human uh, doers. We're human beings. Or however that's said. We need to just be human beings and not doers. No, you need to be a being and a doer. You need to learn to sit and receive and soak up what the Lord has. But then you need to do it. Don't call the preacher to come and bless your house. You bless your house. Don't call me to, to, I mean, if you need to call me, by golly, don't die. Call me. But you try first. You pray over yourself first. You anoint yourself first. Amen. You got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living on the inside of you. There's a difference between gifts that function and a difference between you operating in your authority. And there are gifts that God's given to the body of Christ, and we should utilize them. He's given gifts of healing. He's given miracles. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of giftings and stuff. You know, Pastor Bobby, he operates in a lot. He has a a particular gift of healing where he will see things inside of people. He may not know all of what they are, but he'll see just conditions in people's body, and he'll know that it's going on right there. That's a gift of healing. Look, when you're sitting in a service like that, soak that up. But meanwhile, if you're dealing with something, you take the word. You take the promises of God because in him, they're yes and they're amen. You have the ability to speak the word. You have the ability to take what God says to you and apply it to your life. And the church has to flip over to where, and I'll just say our church has to flip over and it's like we're, we're turning. I see us on a spatula like a pancake and we've got one side is done and the other side is going like this. And when we flip all the way over, it's going to be really awesome because the truth is, is that you need to heal people. You need to speak the word. And there's going to come time and places where you'll say, I don't know what to do. That's when you call for the elders of the church or the sick person call for the elders of the church. We anoint them with oil. The prayer of faith will save the sick, all that. That's fine. But you take authority over your situation. 
You rise up. Don't be enamored by the stuff of the, this world. Don't be enamored by the devil anymore. You get mad at the enemy. It says, be angry and sin not, nor give place to the devil. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That means that your, your wrath and your anger towards the enemy should never set. It should be ticked off of the devil all the time. I don't mean you walk around, you know, red-faced or whatever, but when the time calls for it, you, you, get, you get mad, you get angry. He's been robbing from you. He's been stealing from you. Amen. Any kind of sickness, disease, or issue that comes at you, if it's not directly from him, it's at least indirectly from him. Because sickness doesn't come from God. It all originates from the enemy at some point. You, you need to stand up. I'm telling you, i got something in my crawl about it right now. You need to stand up for yourself and for your home. You need to, you need to be the guardian over your home. I had something uh, interesting, and I've just gotten to the point now to where when I wake up, whether it's because I ate something I shouldn't have eaten the night before and it's bothered me, or, <laughs> or it's the Lord, I just get up and will just begin to listen. And I heard the Lord speak to me, and I wrote it on my board in my office in there, and I heard the Lord speak to me, and he said, he said, and he asked me a question, and he said, who's the watchman on the wall of your house? And I thought, now he's talking about my, my home, my physical home. That was the question he asked me. He said, who's the watchman on the wall at your house? And I mean, I knew the answer, but it was a really, really good question and got me thinking, this is a question everybody needs to ask themselves. Who's watching? Who's the watchman on your wall at your house? It ain't Pastor Kent. I can't look after your house. I can look after my house. And with the help of many other watchmen on the wall, we're watching this house and this people and this body. Praise God. And the reason for watchmen and the reason they were on a wall and the reason there was a wall by a wall, a wall is, by the way, a wall is not immoral. I'll just throw that in there. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> Build the wall. Okay, moving on. Jesus, help me. Okay. The reason that there is a wall is to keep things out that don't belong in. But sometimes there's a Trojan horse that tries to sneak in and come and bring defilement or hurt or pain or sickness or whatever it is. And that's why you have watchmen on the wall that when they see things, they can sound the alarm. And I'm used to listening and hearing to the people that operate in discerning of spirits that are the watchmen on the wall that will say, hey, this is coming down the pipeline. You need to deal with this. And I've learned to listen to that. But a question I ask myself and the Lord asked me, and I've asked myself, who's the watchman on my wall? I woke up this morning about 3 a.m., and I went out and I was getting some things uh, ready and prepared, all my notes here that I haven't mentioned one of them. And I was, I was so out of it. I, I think I was scrolling through Facebook at one point, being super spiritual. And there was a preacher that came on, and he said... Who's the watchman at your house? And I thought, oh, that sounds familiar. And it got me thinking, and in particular, he was, he was talking about, he was talking about kids and electronic devices is what he was talking about. And he said, your kids don't have a right to have a passcode and lock you out. He said, they don't pay rent. And I thought, that is true. You know, we got, we got parents that don't know how to be parents. And I'm not saying that's you all, but I'm just 
telling you what's coming to me. We've got parents that don't know how to be parents and will let their kids rule and control what's going on in their house and with their electronic devices. And Man, you be the watchman on your wall. Your kids don't know how to do that stuff. You have to know how to do that stuff. If it's mom and dad that are there, dad's the main watchman on the wall, but also mom's a great watchman. Both are good watchmen. But someone's got to make the decision to stand up and be the parent, to be the one in charge and take control of the environment of your home. And if you'll do that, then you can also take control of the environment of people's hearts within your home. Amen. And so then I got to thinking, who's the watchman over our own hearts? That's a good question to ask yourself. Who's the watchman over my heart? Who's watching over my heart to make sure that the stuff that the enemy would try to bring isn't infiltrating my heart? There's only one person that can guard your heart. And we sometimes we'll say things like, Lord, guard this person's heart or whatever. And I'm not saying that's a bad prayer. It probably comes from a right heart. But technically, that's not accurate. You are responsible and I am responsible to guard our own hearts. Doesn't it say guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life? Who's the watchman? This is a question. Who's the watchman over your heart? Man. You know, when we were growing up, we grew up in all kinds of different circumstances and problems and issues and whatever. And unfortunately, some of us were in, in places where we didn't have someone to watch over us like we should have. Probably if we had a show of hands, which we won't, but if we had a show of hands, probably half of the adults in here at least could say, yeah, I grew up in an environment where nobody was really watching over me. Change the trend. You say, well, I don't have any, any kids to do that with. Well, change the trend in your own life. See, people get used to living in a place of being a victim. Stop being a victim. Don't be a victim anymore. Take authority over what's going on in your life, in your home, in between your ears, what you're thinking about. You have authority to do that. That's not anybody else's job. I really believe that this is one of the biggest problems that, that we face is that we come to the church culture in America as you come to church on Sunday. If you're really spiritual, you come to church on a Wednesday. You guys are the creep of the crop. And then what happens in between those times is anybody, anybody's guess, but people are living defeated, messed up, in sin, broke, hurt, in bondage, on and on and on it goes. And it's because I really believe that no one has taught people, I don't say no one, but a lot of people have not been taught to be the watchman over their own heart. When you see that thing coming, you take authority over it. I did this with, um, I love to watch, actually we did watch a baseball game the other night, but anyways, um, up until last night, it had been years since we watched a baseball game in our home. And the reason was is because the commercials had gotten so bad. And the Fox Sports Midwest girls did not need to show up on my TV anymore. And see, most people look at that and they go, well, I mean, they weren't totally naked. Well, they left a little to the imagination, I can tell you that. And so you know what I realized? 
And I didn't consciously think about it at that point. But I realized that I'm the one who has to take charge here. And now I put it in terms and I say, I'm the watchman on my wall. So you know what I did? We cut it all the way off. I said, not watching any more Cardinal games. I love watching the Cardinals. I love baseball. I like going to the games. I like playing baseball. It's one of my favorite things to do in this whole world is play baseball. But it's not worth it to have that running through my television and to have four boys that all are either in the process or will have hormones just like me one day. See, sometimes we just got to be honest. And for men, if we look at something and we would never show it on our face, we would never say it, but we think, wow. (laughs) Don't you think that other people are going to think the same thing? Other men are going to think the same thing? Somebody's got to stand up and say, I'm going to cut this stuff off. You say, man, that's, I can't believe you're saying that. Well, um, note number one was about being, um, oh, actually, I'm sorry, note number three was about being transparent. And so, but I didn't get to that, so I'll just have to preach this another time. The Lord had something else in mind tonight. You be the watchman on your wall. You determine what comes in to your home, into your heart, into your family, onto your television. And see, old-time religion would say, if you're watching the boob tube, God's not going to bless you. You're blessed whether you got the boob tube on or not. That's not the issue. Don't live underneath of that kind of religious stuff. But when you put things in you that, that shouldn't go before your eyes, you know, the eyes are the window to the soul. And so when you look at things, and I would say your ears and all of your senses are really connected to your soul. But when you listen and hear and have things that go before you that get into your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, it will quench the, the power of God working in your life. And, and really, quench probably isn't the right word, but it will grieve the Spirit of God. Because, see, you can, you can quench the Spirit from working, but the grieving comes when you have things that are there in place of Him that don't belong and that are grievous to the Lord. You say, man, this is, I mean, this, this is tough. No, this is right. Take authority over your home. You do that. Don't let just whatever go on be there. Take authority in your car. It wasn't, it was probably about, about the time we moved to Perryville that I would listen to, like, my favorite kind of music is like pop music. Now, generally speaking, and I got a head shaking, no, it ain't country, I can tell you that. But I just like the sound of like pop music, and I listened to it in high school. And but I listened to it even after, during Bible college, and even after. And you know, sometimes it just takes some people a little while to grow up and grow out of some of their their goofiness. And I had that was an area that I liked the sound of it. And finally, the Lord was like, "How how long do I have to contend with you over this?" Because I had Y ninety eight on my radio. And K-E-Z-K, which most of that was like, ugh, whatever. If I wanted to kiss Liz, I might turn that on and, you know, because it's love songs or whatever. But anyways. <laughs> so I had these radio stations. I don't need music for her to kiss me. I mean. <laughs> but I had, I had to come to a point to where. I took control and authority over that when I was driving down the road. I'm not going to listen to that. I don't have to get in to tell you all of the kind of stuff that goes on with music like that. 
You say, well, I don't listen to that kind of stuff. Praise God. Don't start. But I, I'd listen to it, and the songs would be, I'd love the beat. A lot of the songs would be fine, but then every other song, or I'll say half the songs might be fine, and every other song, you know, you'd hear a song like, because I'm happy if you feel like a room without a room, whatever. That's, that's a pretty cool song. I like that. And then the next one would be, you know, how I shacked up with my boyfriend and da 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 But it sounded cool, so to listen to it. You have to watch what's going into you. You take charge over your mind. You take charge over your ears and your sight and every other sense that you have. Amen. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not into all that. And see, some people, they, some people, like I know people that they just, they just don't do bad stuff like that. That was me being bad. And they just don't do bad stuff like that. But they also don't put things in them that they need to put in them. So a gatekeeper or a watchman on the wall, and they're all supposed to be in conjunction. When the watchman on the wall sees the king coming in, the watchman would yell out to the gatekeeper, open up the doors, the king's coming in, right? So when the Lord's trying to bring something to you that's going to bless you and benefit you, stop being as stubborn as a mule and receive what God has for you. You're the one that has the ability to receive that or not receive that. You have authority in your life. You have authority over all of that. Amen. I'm not going to try to take up time and say it 15 other ways. I've said it enough that I could say it, and that's just what the Lord had for tonight. And so that's, I'm just going to leave it right there. Amen. Who in here you could say that I need to be a little more uh, watchful over my, over my mind? Praise God. I like humble hands that go up before I'm done, even done saying it. Man, if that's you, just stand. I'm going to pray over you. And I believe that the Lord is going to help you with this. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'll tell you what I had. It was like I was, I could have taught, man, I could teach till we're all blue in the face. And sometimes that's fine. But I, could, I felt grieved at the idea of teaching, even though what I was going to teach was really awesome. This is what the Lord wanted for tonight. Amen. Sometimes you just got to flow with the Holy Ghost and what he's doing and what he's saying. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you just lift your hands to the Lord? And Father, I'm joining in with them. I thank you, God, that we have the ability in you. And God, maybe not even in you, just as human beings, we're the ones responsible for us. It's not about us because if we're not careful, we could put it back on and say, well, God didn't help me. This is about us just doing what's right. But I thank you that you will help us. I thank you that you are there for us. You empower us and you strengthen us. But, Lord, we're going to take up our rightful place and take charge and cast away the things that need to be cast away. And the things that keep trying to come back, man, we need to, we need to load ourselves up with an M16 and stand on top of that wall and mow that puppy down, whatever it is. And we're not going to let those things in us that are trying to come in and, and bring defilement and mess things up. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that every one of these people in here, including myself, that we're strong gatekeepers, that we're strong watchmen on the wall. We let in what needs to be let in, and we don't let in what doesn't need to be let in. Thank you, God. Man, this is one of those times when I'd normally say, man, the anointing of God. I'm not even going to talk about the anointing. This is a choice. This is a choice. It's not about how you feel. It's a decision. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to go down that path anymore. 
And as much as we get our soul, our mind, will, and emotions lined up with the Spirit of God on the inside of us, that's the degree we'll manifest everything He has. So Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for strengthening us and helping us. And we, we just make a, if you could say we make a commitment, God, we, just, we say it before you that this is our desire. We'll say it like that. This is our desire. That we have come in us what needs to come in and what doesn't, it doesn't. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And you got a word? Okay, let's hear your word. Several, a couple months ago, I told you, the Lord gave me a word about calling watchmen. Yeah. I believe this goes along with it. Yeah. Exactly. But as I was standing listening, I heard the Lord say this right here. Watchmen, watchmen. Climb on the wall. Watchmen, watchmen, stand up tall. Watchmen, watchmen, answer the call. Watchmen, watchmen, stand on the wall. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God, you receive that? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You got anything? Come on. She's got her Bible. You need the pulpit too? Come on, sister. <laughs> I'm just going to set it down. So as we were worshiping earlier and just praying, um, I just kept hearing uh, clean, hand, clean hands and a pure heart, clean hands and a pure heart, clean hands and a pure heart. And it's really just us making that decision that we're going to go with clean hands and a pure heart. Yeah. That's going to take us to the place where the Lord wants to take us. Yeah. And so the scripture says, the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters, who may ascend the hill of the Lord, who or who may stand in his holy place, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. We have this desire to be in this place of the Lord. We have to decide, will you be the watchman? Will you decide that I don't need this in my life anymore? We decide that I'm going to grow up. I'm going to answer the call. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God for his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Let's be the Jacob generation yeah, who Jesus. seeks the face of the Lord. Yeah. We are the Jacob generation. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can go home tonight and thankful that you were in the presence of the king. And he spoke and ministered lots of things, and you just take it and run with it. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Love you. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the weekly message. To find out more about Overcomers Church International and to hear more messages like this one, please visit our website at ociperryville.com.